Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're talking about the, the Ken Dorsey hire. And I will, I will throw out the blanket question for you guys to call in or give us a response at Nick Wilson says on social media, 216-474-0092 if you want to give us a call. Who calls the place? Because in seemingly every report about this hire, the two things that stood out, one, it does not seem like Dorsey's going to be the quarterback's coach, which means either Kevin's still going to do that or they're going to hire a, a second guy to be the quarterback's coach. And I kind of like that. I, I the, the whole dual role of offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach, that's a little collegiate for me now. And I know guys like McDaniel has done that, or Josh McDaniels has done that. I know there are coaches that do that. I kind of like splitting those two things up. And I think the last couple of years, I think maybe it was asking a little bit much of Alex Van Pelt to do both roles. This last year, he was more of a quarterback's coach. I digress. Anyways. So I thought that was interesting. The second thing is nobody's really sure who is going to call plays. And, you know, uh, Daryl Ryder was on the morning show today talking about play calling and whether he would still have Kevin Stefanski call the plays after hiring Ken Dorsey. Here's what he had to say. It sounds like you would keep uh, Kevin Stefanski calling the plays. Yeah, I would. And I'll be honest with you. I think that that's the best that he's good at it. I've said it before. I don't get the obsession with people needing Kevin Stefanski not to call play. Andy Reid's back in the Super Bowl. He calls plays for the Chiefs. Not that big of a deal to me. So there's a few things I actually agree with, Daryl. And if you want to listen to the full uh, interview, you can use the uh, free Odyssey app. Use the rewind function there. Um, I I do think that there is a segment of Browns fans whose obsession specifically with getting Kevin to stop calling the plays is wild to me. I think this year was the ultimate validation that Kevin actually is a good play caller. So this isn't as simple, and so much of this conversation turns into is he a good play caller or not, and I think you're missing the ever-loving point. I When I say... It wouldn't bug me or it might make sense right now for Kevin to give up the play calling duties. It's less is Kevin good at it. I think Kevin is just fine. I think the question is who fits with Deshaun better? Who has more experience calling an offense that suits Deshaun Watson? Because it's funny, man. Kevin gets a lot of credit, and rightfully so, for having Jacoby Brissett have one of the best years of his career. Not the best, but one of the best. Uh, for the Joe Flacco resurgence this year. He should get a lot of credit for coordinating an offense and play calling an offense that that won with five different styles. Okay, 
four different style of quarterbacks and then also played a fifth game with Jeff Driscoll. He should get a lot of credit for that. He also should get credit for having Baker Mayfield have one of his best seasons in the NFL until this year. Actually, Baker's best year until this year. But yet, if we're going to give him credit for those things, we also have to have the conversation about year two of Baker in this situation where Baker had a regression. There was the shoulder injury, but Baker also seemed to struggle with the structure of the offense. Specifically, things like um, on-schedule throws and things like that kind of opening script. And granted, I, I think the script thing is, it has now, it's officially overblown. Deshaun didn't say he wouldn't want to do it. He said sometimes he thinks it cramps his style. Those are two very different points that I think Deshaun was making. And you get to it, though. I don't know that what Kevin does best is a play caller, and specifically on schedule throws. That's something that is part and parcel with Kevin Stefanski's offense. I don't know that works with an improvisational quarterback. So much of the genius, and, and Daryl mentioned Andy Reid, so much of the genius of Andy Reid is that he's one with completely different quarterbacks. And he's conformed. He starts with Donovan Mitchell. And then he goes to Kevin Cobb. And then there's, I believe, at the very end there, a dalliance with Nick Foles. Three wildly, oh, Michael Vick's in there somewhere too. So four wildly different quarterbacks. Then he goes to Kansas City from Alex Smith, who might be the most, okay, if we go Donovan, Patrick, and Alex Smith. Alex Smith was the most limited of those three quarterbacks. And they won and had a highly functional offense with Alex Smith. And then you go to a completely opposite quarterback in Mahomes. The RPOs aren't the same as, as you had to run with Alex Smith. RPOs was a huge part of what Alex Smith did. With Pat Mahomes, it more mimics a, a, a air raid where you just need a bunch of fast-as-hell guys and then just find a way to buy time for Pat. They can just make ridiculous plays. That right there, what I just suggested, is more what fits what Deshaun needs. Not necessarily air raid component because that's a little different, but more of a spread philosophy where your job is to get Deshaun Watson options on the field and then let him make the, de the, the decision in-game. I don't know that fits with what Kevin wants. So this idea of is Kevin a good play caller or is Ken Dorsey a better play caller, honestly, guys, it is it cannot be quantified. Even if, even like, you know, Kevin has said at points, well, listen, if I, I'll give up play calling if I think it's the right thing to do or if I think somebody can do it better. I don't know how you quantify who's a better play caller. That's about feel. That's about rhythm. That's about your system and your comfortability in those things. I don't care who's better. Well, okay, I do care who's better. If the difference is an elite play caller and a guy who has no business calling plays. But this comes down to the entirety of this offseason has to be about how can we unlock Deshaun Watson. So it almost doesn't matter to me whether Kevin calls the plays or Ken. What matters to me is whoever can best unlock Deshaun as a play caller is the guy that ends up calling plays. Now, the simplest thing would be to do because here's the thing. We also, the other part of this, we always know if it's not working halfway through the year, 
you can go ahead and you can pull play calling duties or you can give them to somebody else. So I think it would make sense if you went into this saying, listen, Kevin's going to call the plays to start. Ken is going to be in the conversation every single situation. And then if the offense either falters with Kevin or if Kevin just decides Ken Dorsey's ready, at some point we're going to hand that off mid-year. That makes a lot of sense. Now, if you go into thinking, well, we're going to give Ken a chance and we'll see how it works out, well, you're, you might have to neuter your offensive coordinator halfway through the year, which is going to be a rough look. But this this just focusing on whether Kevin Stefanski is the play caller or not, I do think we've hit a critical mass of asking the wrong questions. Because here's the, here's the one thing I do know. Absolute, like, let's just start at the bare brass tacks minimum. Kevin Stefanski will never not be involved in the offense. So whether that's the play calling, Kevin's going to have his, is going to be listening and Kevin will make suggestions as is the prerogative of every offensive head coach. And honestly, almost every head coach has a conversation about the play calling at some point, even if somebody else makes the actual calls Two, even if Kevin isn't calling every single play or scripting out the first 15 or whatever, Kevin is going to have a say about what the offense does on any given week. He might not physically draw up the game plan, but he will be involved in that. That was the whole point of hiring Jim Schwartz as the defensive head coach, is it gave you the opportunity to look at this and say, all right, he's got the defense. I can now focus on getting the most out of the offense. In a way, whether he calls plays or not, I mean, it matters. It does. But it matters less who's better at it or all that other kind of stuff. And it matters that Kevin Stefanski just stays as involved as he needs to be to help the offense be the best version of himself. 216-474-0092. Who calls the plays? And, and honestly, how much of a difference do you see Kevin Stefanski in this offense with him as the play caller and Ken Dorsey? I, I'll, and I'll just to, to start where we or go back to where we began. I don't know definitively Kevin Stefanski can't call the plays for Deshaun. I don't know definitively. I know that I've seen it the last two years, and it's looked uneven, and it's looked unnatural at points, and that's something that has to be addressed. Whatever caused the clunkiness and the discomfort for Deshaun on the field, which mitigated his ridiculous playmaking ability, even if this year's it was more energy or, or more um, injuries than anything, you need to find whatever that thing is that is causing that lack of where it doesn't look natural. And you need to obliterate it. Let's go with Calvin. Welcome to the show, Calvin. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, Nick, I don't disagree with anything you just said, but but you left out one part of the equation. Our home run hitter here in Cleveland, his name is Mr. Chubb. I think it's all about finding a coordinator who can figure out how to mix the run with the pass or the pass with the run. We don't have a Chase. We don't have a Kelsey. We have Mr. Chubb, and far too many times you see these offensive coordinators. I, I got to prove I can I can run the air raid. I got to prove we can throw the ball 25 times. We have to figure out a way to get the ball to Mr. Chubb and see if we can win that way. That's just my take. Thanks, guys. Calvin, appreciate you. Um, I would respond to the Mr. Chubb part of this 
but I am not mature enough to say Mr. Chubb three times in response to what you said, Kelvin. So I will simply let Mr. Chubb lie. Um, the, here's the thing. Here's an uncomfortable truth that I think we all have to address with the Browns. It's For this thing to work out, it can't be Nick Chubb's offense anymore. That doesn't mean Nick Chubb can't be a part of the offense. That doesn't mean Nick Chubb can't be a really crucially important player. But if if there's a point this offseason or next season during the year with him coming off an injury, if there comes a point where you have to choose between maximizing Deshaun and maximizing Nick Chubb, the answer um, or the question answers itself. No team in the NFL will choose an elite running back or maximizing an elite running back over maximizing an elite quarterback. And unfortunately, there are some fit issues with where Nick Chubb works the best, which is out of a you know quarterback under the center based offense, a one back system, and where Deshaun might excel the best out of, which is either the pistol or out of a shotgun formation where again he's not turning his back to the offense or to the to the defense. It's not what Nick Wilson wants. It's not I don't even know that it's what the Browns truly want, but the the goal is to maximize Deshaun Watson which might come at the expense of quote unquote Mr. Chubb. We are talking about the uh, the Browns new offensive coordinator and I'm kind of interested in hearing from Ken Dorsey. Like I know I I it's funny. I got to give Lima credit. Lima was way ahead of everyone else in the media about how pointless press conferences were a decade ago. Like Lima used to, I remember I would work on his Saturday shows when he was uh, the host. I'd be the 2020 guy. And Lima would just make fun. Like a good hour of his show would just be making fun of the pointlessness of press conferences. And now everybody has, has hopped on that bandwagon. That said, I would... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hope that we learn a bit when Ken Dorsey's press conference officially comes on. I would hope that, uh, and and listen, I I give the the Browns beat uh, some credit here. 
I think they're going to ask him some interesting questions. Because I like the biggest questions I have is uh, what style offense are you going to run? How do you feel about uh, you know jumbo personnel and two and three tight ends and and how Deshaun can make the most of that? Like those are the things that I care most about. But I thought it was interesting. Bob on Twitter saying I don't get the obsession to get someone else to call plays in the ridiculous calls to fire uh, Stefanski. Those people are miserable human beings who are never happy. I don't get people who think after this year Kevin should be fired. I really don't. There is a part of me that is curious how much time this year bought Kevin Stefanski. Um, you're in the weird position where when Kevin Stefanski gets a contract extension, you could, depending on whether it's two, three, five years, whatever it could be, you're going to be in an interesting position where for once, Kevin and Deshaun are tied to the Browns in roughly this for the same amount of time. Deshaun will have three years left on his contract, but they'll also do the avoidable uh, their avoidable years thing, which which is part of the ten year plan. So I think that really is interesting. The balancing act of because usually whoever is owed the most money, whoever's tied to the team for longer, is the the entity that has more power. And the NFL is everything you saw. What was the Brian Cox show? It's not billions because I love it. It's a section. That's effectively the NFL. The power dynamics constantly shifting. The and I don't want to say games because it's not always intentional, although it can be and has been in the Browns previously. But that dynamic where power and who yields it and who, who can handle or who has the most of it absolutely does still matter in the NFL. So it'll be interesting to see how long the Browns extend Stefanski for, but understand until they figure out Deshaun, no one will ever be truly safe. Or until they nail post Deshaun, if that ends up, if it ever happens that Deshaun, the shoulder just falls apart again, or Deshaun ends up, it just, the relationship doesn't work, whatever it is, until you until you get premium production out of the Browns quarterback position, no one's truly safe. If right now you'd just gone uh, 11 and six and Deshaun had played as good a football as he did in the aggregate across those five games, even if you had lost in that first round of the playoffs, Kevin would be safe for three or four years because you would have figured out the most important thing, which is getting Deshaun to play at a high level. And then it becomes, well, can you get a playoff win? Can you go to an AFC title game? But right, but <laughs> I'm trying to go like that crazy uh, lady from the plane. But also right now, that's not what the reality is. And so the play calling thing is probably what – it doesn't matter the most. What matters the most is what kind of offense does is, – is Dorsey going to be empowered to run? How empowered is Dorsey? And part of that is play calling. But this is the first step. And why it's so important is this is the first step in maybe having the most aggressive build around Deshaun that you've had. Last year, okay, you brought back AVP and Kevin Stefanski and AVP and Deshaun, they reworked the offense. And last year, well, you did draft Cedric Tillman with a third-round pick and you traded – you swapped your second-round pick for a third-round pick to get Elijah Moore. Those were half measures. Signing uh, 39, 157-year-old Marquise Goodwin. Those you 
you had half measures at your disposal because of the salary cap stuff and because of your draft limitations. Those things are still in place this year, but you might be more apt to maybe make a bigger swing to make sure that you're doing everything you can say. But that's what this offseason is. Last year was continued. Well, we're going to go with the guy we have as offensive coordinator. We're going to take input from Deshaun, and we're going to slowly build this offense over the first half of the season. And he saw that. The first two games did not look anything like what you were expected. They did not spread the ball out. They ran a bunch of bunch concepts. Some of that was weather in the first game. Some of that was the Steelers are really great at, at pass rush. And then you didn't really start to see those spread concepts until the, the third week of the season. And then Deshaun was hurt. And then they came back against Arizona, and you had some more spread concepts. But by and large, you were still teetering between those two things. This year, you cannot teeter. This year, the Browns need to go all in in every conceivable way with Deshaun. And if the the Ken Dorsey hiring allows you to do that, then it's a good hire. If it allows you to build an offense that actually brings out and features and highlights Deshaun Watson and makes him your most important and most impactful player, it's a it's a success. But it's funny. I heard Baskin and Phelps today, and I thought Jeff Phelps had an interesting point where he was like, I don't really see Alex Van Pelt is different than Ken Dorsey. They were backup quarterbacks in the NFL. They were kind of somewhat traveled, but not really entrenched coordinators in the NFL. I think AVP had a season of play calling. I think Ken Dorsey has a season and a half. And the difference is, I would say, Ken Dorsey has uh, about two more top five rated offenses as offensive play caller than AVP ever did. But, like, I'll be honest. I, I think the AVP concern, which is, is this just a different iteration of the same offensive coordinator you've had, That's a real concern. And so I am hoping that when you hear the press conference, and it's not just that, I mean, you know, they still have a few more hirings to make, or at least they still have to confirm what the staff is going to look like for 2024 on the offensive side of the ball. I'm hoping you hear the right things from Ken Dorsey. But every decision that they make this offseason, guys, is either going to confirm or deny that they're going all in with Deshaun every move that they make on offense and that even starts with the offensive tackles and how you finagle having three starting tackles and like 30 million dollars committed this next year to two different tackles but then how they attack the wide receiver spot what they do if they try and bring in any more tight ends like these are honestly what they do with Nick Chubb I think Nick Chubb's going to be here next year. It makes sense that you're going to be able to, you know, that he is coming off an injury and there's enough of a conversation. Also, there's uh, they're, they're replaying the AFC title game and OBJ was looking very sad and I just laughed a little bit. Sorry. Um, really still enjoying Baltimore losing, by the way, in case you guys missed the beginning of the show. But there is an element to this higher that I've just never really felt with the Browns OC where there is a little bit of we'll see. I think I like the hire. I think it's going to be good. I think that one of the reasons people don't like it is perceptionally the guy just got fired and the perception is this isn't the, you know, you don't want to hire a guy that just got fired. 
The reality is in the NFL, that happens all the time and it works out pretty well. Jim Schwartz was fired three years ago as the, or retired as the Eagles defensive coordinator. It took him three years to be healthy enough and to get the right chance again. It worked out pretty well for you last year. Ken Dorsey could be a really good hire. Now the Browns have to help make it work. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 